Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on AlloMoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com, code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey everyone, it's Fat Mascara. I'm Jessica. Hi, I'm Jen. Welcome to the show. Listen, this is like Christmas for me, all right? It is an all fragrance, all the time episode. If you're into fragrance, like settle in, get on your comfy pants, grab a snack, find the, the comfiest room in the house. If you're not into fragrance, maybe this one isn't for you. I'm just letting you know. It's for it's for the fragheads for sure. Um, we have Elizabeth Renstrom with us here today. Elizabeth is the base note bitch. That's not actually who she is. That is her Instagram account. She's a photographer, a visual strategist, avid perfume collector, and the creative force behind one of our, our favorite follows, base note bitch, which you can look at on Instagram. It's devoted to vintage perfume with essays and photos. We get into a little bit how she how she started that project and what it means to her. She's also worked as a photo editor at The New Yorker and other publications and sites, and her photography has appeared in The New Yorker, The New York Times, Wired, Women's Wear Daily, and others. So, yeah, we talk about her work, vintage perfume. This is a this is just a trip down memory lane. Let me tell you, like you're going to pause this podcast and go to your bathroom and like pull out a bin and be like what do I have hiding in here? More maybe it's on display in your in your living room. And we'll talk about the modern fragrance industry and what she thinks of that too. And we're even going to smell a few old favorites together. So let's get into it. All right. So Liz, take us back. When did you first fall in love with fragrance? Oh, I mean, I think like all of you guys too, I feel like 
my love of fragrance is sort of guided by the matriarchs of my family. I mean, my grandmother has always had two signature scents and they're both Estee Lauder. It's Estee Lauder knowing in like winter and fall and Estee Lauder pleasures in spring and summer. (laughs) And, you know, I, I loved her. I loved both of them so much growing up and they were so tied to who she was, but they always felt a little out of reach for me, a little mature. I bought both after she revealed to me what they were probably when I was in my tween era, but they didn't, they didn't sit well on me at the time. I had to grow into them. Where did you grow up? Like set the stage a little bit. Yeah. Setting the stage. I grew up in Hartford, Connecticut, and my tween years were at the beginning of the noughties. So (laughs) picture me (laughs) going to Macy's and I guess what would be at the fragrance counter at the time was Ralph Lauren's cool. And Mm -hmm. like, the pink bottle with the blue top, also peak Victoria's Secret love spell era. And those were the fragrances that I felt like I needed to wear to kind of be, to fit in with the crowd and to cover the stench of my budding puberty. (laughs) (laughs) I tried with Estee Lauder pleasures, but in the end, Victoria's Secret love spell won out. It's classic. And you know, it's, and just looking at your work, it's very clear, like the era that you grew up in, there feels like there's a, a real love for it, but also like, a, there's a love for it, but there's like a little acid tongue. Oh yeah. I'm to it too. Definitely. I've always, I mean, I think <laughs> a critique, a critique, I should say. Yeah. I, I mean, I think a lot, a big part of my, my work, my photography work is reconsidering that time period a lot. And also in general, kind of thinking about how products are advertised to us and what we choose to buy and like how we choose to define ourselves through these products. So I definitely, there is a love for that time period, but it's also a really charged and awkward time. (laughs) And for sure, you know, I think our first fragrance is like the marker for, I think, the beginning of a lot of firsts in our lives. So mm-hmm. you're always going to remember that that first spritz, I think, because it's associated with your first kiss, like your first pool party, your first, you know, the first time you felt really embarrassed <laughs> in that transitional time period. Is that love spell for you, that first spray? That- oh, gosh. Yeah, love spell. And I mean, all of the body sprays that would have been available at CBS or the mall at the time period. So I think the Bath and Body Works of my time are very much like the ones that are being rehashed now. So like the cucumber melons, the juniper breezes, like anything oh, that also breeze. had like a Calgon like equivalent in CVS <laughs> yeah. was very much. Oh my God. Uh-huh. I hated sun ripened raspberry. You know why? <sighs> Can I tell you why? I'm really going to make you throw up. Oh, I'm scared. (laughs) No, it's all right. It was just like in gym class. And like if anybody is listening here who like, you know what? Fine. It's just like you can remember this. After gym, people would go back into the locker room to change. And there was like no ventilation. And people actually smelled sweaty in high school. And then there were like two bathroom stalls. And people would use the bathroom. And the combination of the sweat people using the bathroom, and then every girl had sun-ripened raspberry. So all of those fragrances, fragrances, aromas, like coalescing together, it smelled like sun-ripened raspberry sweat. Mm. Uh-huh. And it was like I could never smell sun-ripened raspberry without it being like this disgusting scent. Does that make sense of to you? Of course it does. Ripened what raspberry. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's very – It was should... just like every girl had it in their locker. They need to bottle up that combination as like a conceptual fragrance because I, I made a big uh, in my like explainer for the project. This may be we, TMI. We should, we should give people background. Actually, let's jump ahead to what your project. Oh no! Well, I mean, the base note bitch project is a catalog of those exact kind of fragrances, Jess, like the sun ripened raspberries and aromas that you would use to kind of again cover up that budding stench of puberty (laughs) and all the memories kind of associated with it. That was the kind of the kickoff for the project. And then, 
over time, it's kind of become a deeper exploration into what those fragrances were depending on the decade that you grew up. So mm-hmm. if you were like an 80s girl, maybe it was Debbie Gibson and really trying to figure out and define the kind of person who would wear that fragrance and like what would be in their room, what would be on their vanity, what were some of the pop culture moments surrounding these really iconic fragrances is what I wanted to explore with the project. So maybe for your... <laughs> Your still life, Jess, it would be like... Oh, I don't want that thing even... That would never be in my still life. That fragrance would not even be in the frame. Not even... It's like... It's so like... It's a... Jess had a very sophisticated first fragrance. Didn't you wear something? I had... Oh, my... my yes. My fragrances... I'm, I'm not going to be shy about this. My fragrances were very sophisticated. I tried with the sophistication, but I feel like I was... I just wasn't... <laughs> I wasn't... I wasn't ready, and I felt like I was going to be made fun of if I wasn't smelling like a peach. Yeah, just... What did, what did you ask for? What scent did you ask for? And when she told me that she asked her mother for the scent at that age, I was like, what? I can't remember what you well, told me. We went... For my 13th birthday, we went to the Todd Oldham store in Soho, and oh we my got God. a bottle of Todd Oldham, which is like was so fabulous and they don't make you you cannot buy it I don't maybe you can buy if you can buy it on eBay maybe that'd be amazing but like it is the most fantastic ambery floral syrupy delicious I went to Marshall's and I bought like four more when I was in like late college because they don't make them anymore I mean he's like in the woods doing projects now like he's not a designer see now i'm gonna have to like scour ebay and try and find it and then i'll send you a vial it's probably so rank but you had you did a beautiful photograph with elizabeth taylor's passion which is another fabulous one that was another one i wore i don't know how my parents let me get on the school bus smelling like (laughs) uh elizabeth taylor I was about to say something else, but yes, like Elizabeth, like Elizabeth Taylor, yeah. a woman of the night. Yes, <laughs> I was about to say a that lady of the night. Very much a lady of the night fragrance. Wow, I mean, were you a- well, the teachers? You know, the teachers would should have. Do they back then? They probably would say. I don't know. Can they say things like that now? Is that okay to say your daughter was wearing too much fragrance now? Probably because kids have allergies. I think they disguise it as that. <laughs> They would be like, <laughs> yes. your daughter's smelling quite mature, but I, I think, I think they, they chalk it up to allergies yeah. oh for sure. God. Wow. That, those are big. Did you spray a lot? Yes. Yes. That, and that one didn't come with a sprayer. That was, you turned it over and it had like an open Oh, thing. like a little vial. It's a hole. Yeah. But no, it was just like a hole, but we're not here to talk about my fragrance wardrobe. <laughs> I want to hear about you and your whole start of like falling in love with the fragrance, but you are a visual person. You're an artist. You're a visual artist. Tell me about like what sort of imagery made you fall in love with fragrance? Like tell us about how visuals really sold you on the world of perfume. Yeah, I mean, again, I I very much I think grew up in the time of like glossy teen magazines. So mm-hmm. I think those advertisements and the corresponding strip <laughs> in the magazines like that that's where my fascination first began and I had such a huge collection of those strips growing up and you'd collect the strips yeah that's so cool I have like I could sell a whole lot of them now and they're probably just what you'd expect like joy and flower bomb uh-huh. and things like that yeah. but yeah I mean the advertisements for those fragrances in the J17 or Cosmo Girl, all those magazines really, I think, subtly influenced me. And by the time I started making work about the interior spaces of teen girls in my adulthood, I I knew I had to make a project about something that really ties us to our formative memories. <laughs> so it, it had to be I absolutely love that. Had to be fragrance. And yeah, I, I think I was starting on a project sort of speaking about again, beauty advertisements and our consumption of them growing up. And I wanted to do a one-off image about Love Spell specifically. And it kind of just, it grew from there because I think you both are fragheads. Like once you start researching and finding out the stories behind iconic perfumes, it, I, I could not stop. Like the, <laughs> the, the journey started with like a photo and then and I just, it, it just became an obsession. And I've had a long, 
long time obsession with fragrances personally, outside of like all the nostalgic fragrances that I like to investigate. So it's, it's been a slippery slope. <laughs> what, what are some of the ads you remember? I mean, I'm, I'm a Delia's gal. So all, all of those, I mean, I, I collected all the Bruce Weber, Calvin Klein ads because I loved his work. Like he shot all the Abercrombie bag photos at the time. Like, you know, you'd go to Abercrombie and pick up a torso of a bag <laughs> to put like your fierce in and all, all of the polos. But I love those. I loved all the Bonnie Bell emotions ads. I loved, I've critiqued this, this ad, but I loved the ads for fetish perfume. So, so many. <laughs> Remind me what fetish is. That's not ringing a bell for me. Wasn't that, Chris, didn't Christina Aguilera do something with them? Or like a, some kind of pop star? Definitely a Christina Aguilera lookalike. What fragrance house is fetish from? I want to say Coty, but let me, let me double check. I don't remember this. Now, was this a super sexualized ad? You're alluding to something here. Oh, it was um, <laughs> by Dana Fragrances. It, it was basically an advertisement that was, I think it said like, when no really means yes, <laughs> was the tagline for the fragrance. <laughs> but I really loved the bottle and I loved like the model who was posing with it at the time. I, I remember that tagline and not thinking much of it at the time. But when I started the project, I re-looked into it and was like, oh my God, <laughs> this, this could be worse than Love's Baby Soft. Maybe not quite as bad. What was a love's baby soft? Like besides um, infantilizing women, obviously. Was there a specific tagline with that and one? And a very creepy tagline. Yeah, it was innocence is sexier than you think or something like that. Oh, God. Both of these are horrible. <laughs> and no means yes. And you're no. a sexy baby. And st- like, well, that's, oh. that's, that's and this part is of your the, project, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, part of the project is very much looking at that. And again, like... The thoughts and like pitches behind these advertisements and how ludicrous they are, but also again like how beloved these products ha- still are. Like Love's Baby Soft is is like the it's it's in an American Girl doll set right now, like available now. These fragrances like have stood the test of time, but I think some of the original advertising associated with them definitely made up by men, definitely. <laughs> very scary. And I think like worth noting and kind of talking through with the project. But those are just some of my favorite ads. (laughs) Yeah. What are some of the responses you get when you put up these photographs that you do re-looking at some of these fragrances? What does your audience say to you about them? Because Jess and I are obsessed and we've talked about you on the pod like a number of times. Oh, thank you. You you two have made me like a beauty girl. So I... It's actually very surreal to even be talking to you. I I think people really love and engage with it in terms of a callback. Like if I'm posting, say, like today, like a BCBG <laughs> moment from like the early aughts, a lot of times people will just kind of share their own formative memories with it if they have it. Or they'll suggest like, can you do like Elizabeth Arden green tea? Like that's that's what brought up this memory for me. I think that's why I wanted to do the project on Instagram because I knew I wanted to engage also with other people's formative memories with fragrance. And I wanted it to be a project that expanded outside of, again, like my my own very specific time frame that I grew up. So I, it's it's been so fun, like kind of engaging with the fragrance community and also just with people, everyday people who really want to revisit and kind of see their favorite fragrance of youth being highlighted. That's been really fun. I think that if people go to Base Note Bitch, I'm just reminding everybody of what the Instagram tag is and look at the photos, they might have a question like Jess and I have, which is, where do you get all this stuff? Like, it's like (laughs) as if you have a warehouse of like everybody's memories of the last 40 years of girlhood and fragrance. Like, do you go to prop houses? Do you go on eBay? Tell us about how like a little behind the scenes of the base no bitch. Yeah. I mean, I get like, so if I have a fragrance in mind, like say 
again, Juniper Breeze <laughs> from, <laughs> from Bath and Body Works. I will kind of, I'll, I'll research the fragrance and I'll figure out like the bottle specific to the time period it came out. I want to source like more often than not, I, I want to be getting bottles that are, were made in the year that I'm discussing. So this is like a Bath and Body Works one from the 90s. And then like, I'll just kind of think about again, like who would be wearing this fragrance? Like what are they watching on TV? But can you describe for people, since this is an audio medium, describe like you're the image that you create for your project. Cause we haven't, we need to like baby step through it. Yeah. So f- for the base note bitch project, you know, you're going to be featuring the actual like perfume bottle, but then you kind of build a world around it is what you're saying. Yes. And the world is influenced more often than not by the year the fragrance came out. Okay. So say again, like it's a Juniper Breeze from Bath and Body Works made in, I don't know, the the late nineties or something. I will kind of craft a story based off of that and think about, okay, maybe Dawson's Creek was on at the time. (laughs) Maybe I need to put like a TV guide in. Maybe this like person is suffering from acne and I want sea breeze in the photo because that's what they would have put on their face at the time. I try to get like other period specific details in the shot with the fragrance to kind of build on the story of each fragrance. So it's like set design and it's a character, it's character development and it's set design. The fragrance is just the hook for this like cool little vignette. Yes, definitely. And, and I love, I I really try to make products and inanimate objects, the stars. (laughs) And I do love to kind of, again, like I want to give them a set that feels true to them. So with the Debbie Gibson electric youth, like I knew I wanted to have like it resting on a caboodle and in the caboodle, maybe there's like a iconic beauty product from the late eighties that a person would be storing in their caboodle. And of course I wanted some photos of Debbie from that time period when she was at the height of her popularity. Like she was the Billie Eilish of her time. She was a very young pop star. So, you know, the fragrances really do kind of lend themselves to those stories. It's just a matter of me figuring out what products and then sourcing them. And the sourcing also is like 100%. A lot of it is from eBay, Etsy, Mercari, Sometimes uh, contributors ship their own stories to me. This this woman complete with props. Yeah, uh, there's there's there was this woman. Her name is Grace. She's an '80s baby. She wore Tribe, which is mm-hmm. impossible to find. It's like it's like Malibu Musk in that when it comes up on eBay, it's four hundred dollars. And Stop. yeah, no, <laughs> and you have to like jump on it, but. For those kind of things, I will do call-outs, but she wanted me to make a photo of her bottle of Tribe with her Trapper Keeper that she had at the time, and then all of her... Oh my God, the memories. I know, and I think what was in her photograph was not Babysitter's Club. It was another book series from the 80s. Sweet Valley High. Sweet Valley High, yeah. You need that 80s reference, just call me and Jess. <laughs> <laughs> she she sent me like her collection of Sweet Valley High, her Trapper Keeper, and her Bottle of Tribe. So some photos have been made like quite literally through other people's props. So that, again, has been really, it's been so fun. But I do have a treasure trove, like warehouse of ridiculous items. <laughs> That's really funny. So which, which fragrances really speak to you? Which ones are like your heart fragrances, vintage ones? I mean, from the project, the ones that I've highlighted from my youth, (laughs) the the ones that I remember, like, I feel like you always remember the fragrance that you like shelled out big money for the first time. And for me, that was Ralph Lauren Cool. That was the fragrance that I wore at the end of high school 
to my prom to cover up like smoking weed in my prom dress. Like a lot of my one first- ounce bo- One ounce bottle, $48. That's right. Yes. I was working at Cosmo Girl at the time. Then we did a, like, you know, when magazines had prices in them and and that was a oft featured item. Oh, I'm yeah. thinking now you were reading it when I was writing it, which is funny. One hundred. Oh, I was very influenced and, and it was- it was displayed really prominently at the mall at the time. So it caught my eye. And that one, I can't remember the notes, but it was a really punchy, I don't know if there was watermelon in it, but. It, it was an aquatic fruity. Yeah. yeah. Watermelon's a good guess. And you're probably right. What am I saying? Guess. You're the expert. Of course you're right. I loved it. But it, that fragrance covered up like my, I used to smoke cloves in high school after my <laughs> pizza job. I would like <laughs> smoke a clove after I got off my shift and I would douse myself in Ralph Lauren cool before I <laughs> went home. <laughs> um, so I love that one. And I also, I didn't love Love Spell. I had a complicated relationship, but that's what I thought <laughs> would make me, would would make fit me in. fit in and also like smell, smell, oh God whatever my tween version of sexy would be like, that's what all the girls who had already done stuff were wearing. <laughs> so. The girls who had done stuff. I just like, love. I, I've not heard that like phrase in a long time, but it's done just, stuff. Yeah. But there's that, there's that time period in your life where you're like, Oh my God, when your friends like has sex before you and you're like, Oh my God, our relationship is forever changed until <laughs> Like a few weeks difference or a few months in adolescence feels like years. Yes. And everything is so intense at that time in your life. Yes. I feel I feel like that's like scent memory is so tied to memory. And that's the time when you're forming the most formative memories, right? So it gets stuck in your head. Yeah. And all those fragrances get stuck because I was a late bloomer. <laughs> so I was definitely trying to apply the sexy cool <laughs> in fragrance format. My mom wore opium for many years, so that always sticks out. And I remember David Lynch directed a perfume commercial for opium, I think in the 90s, because I remember seeing it on TV a lot. So that just always sticks out in my memory. (laughs) And then always, like my grandmother is 92, and to this day, she still wears those two fragrances and they have not, they still smell so good. Estee Lauder knowing is incredible. Yeah. Those hold, those holds up. Are there some that you smell them now? Like, would you ever go out wearing like Ralph Lauren? Cool. No, no, because my bottle, I did buy it for the project and I, I love it, but it's just, I'm not an aquatic girly anymore. I've tried to do that with a couple of fragrances. Yes. You were trying to make happy come back. Ha- happy. And also another one. I did this a while ago, but this is not the example I was I was thinking of. There's another example in my mind and I can't like recall it. Tommy Girl. Mm. Beautiful fragrance. And I never wore it the first round. I was like, I'm not I a Tommy did. Girl girl. I I'm was not a, a Tommy sm- Girl. Shampoo. Too sporty, preppy. Like I'm not Aaliyah or like Ashton Kutcher with the flag and back of me. No, not oh, big I felt dog. like it was like a hip hop fragrance. I didn't think of it as preppy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like it was a preppy, like preppy Tommy fragrance. Okay. But then, but I knew it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then as I learned more about fragrance and every like perfumer is like, it's the most perfectly constructed fragrance in the history of all fragrances. And Chandler Burrow's like, 10 stars. And like, it's, wait, you know, I'm revisiting it. What's up? Wait, what? For Tommy? Girl? Yeah, for Tommy. Yeah, Tommy Girl. Okay. It is like a perfect fragrance. It is a technically perfect fragrance. And it was one of the first tea fragrances, which was like revolutionary. No one knew that's what the note was. They didn't play up that note, but in the advertising. So I'm like, okay, we're bringing it back. And I started to like wear it for a few days, okay? It's not that I wore it in 1997 or whatever. It's just that it reminded me, it was like something like blasting like Mariah Carey or Sublime or something, mm. like loudly in like, you know, 2015, whenever I tried, tried this. And it just felt like it was weird. It was like, I couldn't do it. Felt like, let 
let sleeping dogs lie. Or like, that's not the right phrase for this, but you know what I'm saying. I just like, let, let it be. I already did it. Now, it might be fresh for somebody who never had the associations, but I had the associations. I, I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> the only <laughs> fragrance that I feel like I have been able to rewear successfully somehow is Lolita Lempica, the original. That one, Beautiful. It's still, it still feels really modern to me because it has like that licorice note in it. I've tried though. I've tried like unironically wearing like Demeter Dirt again and like. (laughs) My God, Demeter Dirt. Yeah, which it does smell really good, but I, there's just, I actually think like fragrances like Pleasures are more so what I would attempt to wear now. is Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit, but May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too, but I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on alomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on alamoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Moves. Join the community on alamoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's alamoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's alamoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Air is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, 
They have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. A floral is more timeless than some of these fruit or gourmand or interesting notes that like have a moment in the trend cycle. I do want to point out, so the perfumer for Tommy Girls, Khalees Becker, Jivadan's like master perfumer. So like she's a very well-respected perfumer, just so people know who that is. But you also mentioned Gap. So I have to bring up that (laughs) As a preview to this podcast, lovely Elizabeth sent us each a little sample, some sample vials from her collection of fragrances. We've touched on some. We talked about Electric Youth. This is what you sent me. You sent me an Electric Youth. Then you sent me Sunflowers by Elizabeth Arden. I did not know this. We just learned this on the podcast together from Aaliyah Raza, that the Gap fragrances were a Japanese brand of fragrances that, and Gap bought them. They didn't create those from scratch. It was like this minimalist, like unique glow, pre-unique glow Japanese brand that I didn't even know about and re- and rebranded them. Did you know that? You probably knew that. I didn't know that, but that makes complete sense because they're really interesting and really minimalist. I don't know if Gap Ohm was a part of that buyout or if it was Do just- you have a Gap Ohm there? I have a Gap Ohm and it smells so good. It's, it's like a it's like a light incense fragrance, and it it also smells really modern. And I would wear yeah, it. Yeah, I think those hold up. But I only have like this much left, and it's like gold. So <laughs> she's holding us up. She's showing us a one twentieth full vial. There's barely a drop in that bottle. All right, treasure your your own. I do have to say though, she also sent us these little black vials. I got a mystery vial from Elizabeth Renstrom. And so for the past week, I've been putting this thing on my, not on my wrist, because it's strong. I was putting it on my <laughs> hand and I keep smelling it. So I'm gonna take a guess with you all live on this podcast if it's okay, because Liz is gonna tell me what it is. I have to say, just talking through the scent. There's like a banana, a strong banana thing going on for me. It's a fruit, but it's like a creamy fruit. And at first, I was like, this is a Calgon body spray was my first instinct. <laughs> is it Calgon? Am I in the Calgon oeuvre you're in or the, no? You're in the body spray oeuvre. <laughs> I knew. Okay. So then I was like, all right, it's either Victoria's Secret or Calgon or so then maybe, is it either of those or is it Bath and Body Works? It's None of the BBW. Above. Okay. All right. And it's not gingham. <laughs> Bath and body, though. baby. It's not gingham, is it? And I gave you and just the same mystery fragrance. Just BTW. Okay. She has it too. She's had a little bit of a cold, so it, it might, might be coming through for her. Oh, it's not cucumber melon, though. It couldn't be. Is it melon? It is, it's melon. The banana indeed. is melon. The banana is melon. Oh, God. You solved you it. You solved it before our eyes. <laughs> I was talking through it. I was talking through it in my head, and I was like, maybe I'm wrong about the banana. Like, what else smells like bananas? And I was like, it's melon. It does smell like banana. If you didn't know, it definitely— Some of these fruits—we just talked about this last week. I had a perfumer—or two weeks ago, he had a perfumer on, and she said, if I handed you a particular fruit without giving you reference, it's really, really hard to tell. She said some flowers like rose, like you know it right away. Most people in many cultures Mm -hmm. know it right away, but fruits is a little bit harder. So Liz, I mean, this whole like conversation just has me, you know, kind of like ignited my like, (laughs) I want to look for vintage perfumes. Where my old faves go? And like, 
I do this like once a year. I look up. Do you, uh, this is I don't know if you'd be into this jam, but like in college, I wore Kate Spade, like the like original Kate Spade. My friend Gab, if you're listening, I know you hated it. I know everyone hated it. Everyone told me they hated it. Like that last like month of college, they were like, "We hate your perfume." Thanks. It was like a Gardein. Oh my god. <laughs> What? Listen, white floral, white florals are very polarizing. I thought I was super chic and I was spraying this like crazy. I still think it's beautiful. It's $500 on eBay right now or best offer. And the body cream is $225 okay. or best offer. Unfortunately, Jess, that's why yeah. I have not highlighted <laughs> the Kate Spade what? of it all because I cannot find an affordable bottle of it. There's one. I found one and then the one halfy is like looks like it's half drunk pee. It's like disgusting. We we should point out too, like as you buy vintage perfume, I noticed this is one of the ones you sent me, they change. So like they'll be like the ghost of that scent that you remember, but it might not trigger that that automatic oh, might be good response. enough response. Are you guys going to shell out $500 for Kate Spade? I want to, now I'm determined to find a more reasonable bottle of it for Jess to highlight. Todd Oldham, $600, brand new, unopened. I should have stocked up real hard on, on at Marshall's. I got to ask my mom what's going on. But do you do this like all, like, do you just go crazy online? Like, Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do to find... We've got to go hit up Marshall's and save everything. And then five years, just put the, all this stuff on eBay. Oh yeah. If you know that something is in is going to be discontinued that you love, you should just stock up and you can resell any secondary bottles of it <laughs> 10 years from now and make a killing. I often just try to find people who are selling it and don't necessarily, or, or like, not that they don't know what they're selling, but- I was going to say, they don't know what they have. They don't know how good they have or it. Or like, they're just assuming it hasn't gone up in value because why would you assume otherwise if you bought it for, you know, 20 bucks at Marshall's? That like has happened to me with like not Malibu musk. I did find a very reasonable Malibu musk a couple years ago, but there was this other fragrance called Rap Musk that came out in the '90s when people were really trying to like. I know what you're talking about. Did it have a hat? It had a hat, and um, (laughs) and I think they were really trying to like capitalize on MTV era like hip hop. Yeah, yo MTV raps, club MTV. Yeah. But I found that on Etsy, a full bottle, and I, that was a drugstore fragrance, and I got it for a drugstore <gasps> price, but that bottle is worth $300. I feel like this could be a thing. I don't know what the thing is. But yeah, like, what do you mean? Your mind is turning. I can tell. <laughs> you know, when they say the core memory unlocked, yeah. it's like looking at all these little bottles of Todd and thinking that I just used to have them in like Bed Bath Beyond or whatever, been dusty underneath and like sitting on a gold mine. But it's not even, it's not about the money. It's like the fact that I can't have it anymore. I know. So, okay, let's talk about, wait, what, what's your white whale? What's your white whale? Well, I guess tr- Tribe was was a... Tribe is still my white whale. It's not part of my collection. And I like, it's so rare that it comes up. Malibu Musk was, but as you know, <laughs> I acquired that. <laughs> I think for me, there's certain, oh, the original guest perfume that came out in like 19... 19- 90 or 1991. Like a, a triangle bottle? Am I picturing yes. the wrong thing? No, it's yes. that one, Jen. I really would love to highlight that because I want to talk about Anna Nicole Smith in like a fragrance still life. Yeah. But that one is a white whale. Todd Oldham, I, I definitely wanted to highlight. Still can't find. <laughs> it's, I mean, we need to really put the call out. Maybe, maybe somebody, maybe if somebody's listening... Who has any of those? DM Fat Mascara or DM Base Note Bitch. Let us know. Yeah. yeah. Let me know if you're sitting on any interesting bottles that you would want to potentially be photographed. Because a lot of people save this stuff and sometimes people will sell it and they'll think it's like in the same category as, did you guys ever have anybody in your life that sold Avon products or like Avon perfume? We were more of a Mary Kay neighborhood, am I? Yeah. But Avon put out so many specialty shaped bottles that sometimes I'll find like minis or like pretty 
expensive bottles in lots of Avon specialty bottles. I feel like we could be here to like four in the morning, just be like, remember this. I know. Remember that. Like that's what I, okay. I feel like fragrance people are so their own breed. Everybody here listening, if you're here this long, you're definitely like into beauty on some level, but I feel like fragrance people are like a faction of beauty people that really are like their own lane. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like being a foodie. It's, it's, it's an obsession. And I think it's just something that you can explore till the end of time. Can I ask, since you're such a fraghead, what do you think of the current state of perfume? The current dun, fragrance. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, I feel like it depends on what we're talking about. I feel like Right now we're in our like Marvel era in terms of like major (laughs) (laughs) perfumes. Like in that, I feel like nobody's putting out original IP. It's like all flankers and like intense versions. Shop Moda Operandi. Shop Moda Operandi. Okay. (laughs) No, I just. Best of niche and discovery sense. I love your curation. I love that iris. No, I I was going to say, I love that iris fragrance. Oh, thank you. From that Italian... Santa Maria Novella. Oh, it's so good. And... It's their first fragrance in like a bajillion years. Yeah, but I would say like... <laughs> if, That's the copy that I'm putting underneath it. If you're not shopping niche a lot of the time, it does feel like... Not Marvel, sorry. It safe. But yeah, playing it safe yeah. and like... Yeah. And yeah, playing it safe because like a lot of them have put out like an iconic fragrance that... They know if they put out a flanker or like an intense version of, there will be interest. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but that's just what I've noticed a lot in the past couple of years. Maybe less so flanker, more so like the intense version, because I feel like people, I know this isn't a new take, but I think post-pandemic people really want to be perceived more. So I think that's why a lot of intense versions have come out of popular fragrances like an opium, like a black opium. Okay, I was just about to ask you, can you define this is my one of my favorite beauty editor moments? It was when we had a I'm not gonna say her name because she probably doesn't want to be called out on a podcast, but one of my favorite journalists who I ever work with, she was new to beauty and they were talking about the flanker of like Estee Lauder Pleasures or something. And she stands up and she or she puts her hands up, she goes, Excuse me, what's a flanker? <laughs> What's a flanker? A flanker is a sequel. Just kidding. It's basically... In the Marvel Universe. In the Marvel Universe. It's a sequel to, I think, like a fragrance that has done well for the house. So I think Uh a really good example of that would be Terry Mugler, Alien, and Angel have at this point maybe like dozens of flankers of their original uh, version. And the flanker will normally like change up a couple notes and keep the strong identity. Like I know for Alien, there's like a version that has like a little bit more coconut and it's like a little bit more of like a summer version of the original Alien. But I would say it's just like an iteration of the original fragrance. That sounds nice. An iteration. Yeah. Sequel. <laughs> Is there any any series where you like the flanker better than the original? Oh my God. Yes. I love Narcisco, Narcisco Rodriguez, like, for her, the original, but I love the new Musk Rose version. I'm going to have to, like, fact check myself on that one. But there's a new version okay. out of, like, the original Narcisco, Narcisco Rodriguez that is way better. It's so good. It's iconic. Wow. Okay. And then I didn't love the original Black Opium, but I really love the green version, the fig. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, they just added a note of fig and I think it's really, it made me love it. I didn't even think of Black Opium as an opium flanker. Duh. Of course it is. Yeah. Maybe because it came so many years later. Oh my God. I I like a flanker of a flanker. (laughs) Oh, you like, you like Batman 7. I'm seeing yeah. Scream Six like in the next coming days, you know? Like I'm You can you can wear your your uh your green opium to it and it'll be a perfect <laughs> it'll be a perfect night. Wow. One last question. What's your feeling on the celebrity perfumes? I don't know, to me it feels like you need a skincare line, not a perfume if you're a celebrity. Yeah, these I feel like days. that's wrapping up. Oh, I would say I think like 
our relationship to celebrity perfumes changes with our relationship to celebrity. So I feel like they weren't selling as well because celebrity changed and influencers became celebrities. And now I feel like I think celebrity is coming back a little bit. And I think people are embracing celebrity fragrances again, in my mind. Like who's like, who's what's a celebrity fragrance that you think is like been well received by the public? I think Billie Eilish's fragrances have been doing really well. I think all of Kim Kardashian's fragrances before she decided to rebrand herself in this monochromatic way. <laughs> we're doing oh God, very the beige well. Era. But she's going to, you know, she's going to put out a luxury new fragrance that's going to like sell like hotcakes. But yeah, oh I would God. say like, as we shift our perspective on celebrity, that's how well celebrity fragrances will do. And there's definitely some I love, definitely some I could do without. <laughs> what perfume do you wear now? What do you reach for? Like a lot. Not for work, not part of your project, just Elizabeth. It's so hard. My perfume tray is like 30 deep. <laughs> no, 30 deep. Don't ask me that question. I don't know what I would say either. Okay, fine. What about other beauty products? Oh, well, no, I was going to say, I love Marissa Zappa's. I love like her, she's an independent perfumer, but I love Whore <laughs> by Marissa Zappa's. Marissa Zappa's. It's called Whore? Yes. What does that smell like? It smells like cherry and amber. But she does a lot of interesting, really conceptual fragrances. I love her stuff. I love 80s de Venusta's new rebrand of their signature line. Copal uh-huh. Azor is like my favorite. Mm. There's so many. And I, I like, I'm like a diptyque girly too. I have at least a couple from their line. I love a lot. <laughs> Can we talk about some of your other beauty Products, there's you can't go through this whole podcast talking the way you do and not love other beauty products and the packaging and the everything that goes along with them. What what do you use for like skincare? I thought about this because I'm talking to you too. <laughs> yeah. You gotta come prepared. I mean, I had to come with a mascara because I wanted to impress. It's a new one. I love the YSL Lash Clash a lot. That's been really it's I think it's a tubing oh. mascara. Oh, I think it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, yeah, it's not too I mean it's really buildable. It goes on first swipe like the Glossier one, but then you can really volume it out. Oh, I need to try that. I haven't tried that yet. Okay. I was going to call it in as a recommendation, but I'm here. This is a live raise wand, guys. <laughs> it's a live We're getting a live because right now the homework is favorite mascaras and people have been sharing them with us, so I'm just going to add yours to that list. Okay. Yeah. I love that. I've worn a Japanese brand, Kiss Me, like their liquid eyeliner for years. I love, I'm a mask girl. I love Mae Lindstrom's Honey Mud. I love that mm. that disgusting Biologique Recherche that smells like Vegemite. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. Mask Vivant. The 1970, oh no, the mask, the mask. That's part of that line. Okay. It's very, it, it smells not good, but I like it. What does best. that do to your skin, for your skin? I There's like. A lot of yeast in it, and it's supposed to promote eternal youth. So, (laughs) (laughs) this is the funny thing about beauty products. Sometimes we know, we know, we know it's all marketing. We don't care. It's wonderful. It makes us feel good. It smells like Vegemite, so it must be changing me into a five-year younger person. One hundred percent. And also, a girl who does things. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) girls do be shopping, but. I love that. And yeah, I mean, I know that there's a limit, but I still am such a lover of beauty. And I think some of these products really do do what they say. So. Okay. Wait, I got to jump in. Yes. Okay. Do you guys remember Oh Lola by Marc Jacobs? (laughs) She's still on eBay. Like, yes, yes, I do. It was so cool looking. Do you remember it? Yeah, I do. But they discontinued it. It came out about 12. Yes, and this is what we we all have to start paying attention. We have to start paying attention to all of these launches because I think some of them, they kind of disappear. Remember the bag one? Is it is it the bag one? Decadence, yes, that also went away. That's discontinued too. You should buy it up right now. I'll never now. forget because, because I fell at the launch. Ooh. And it was so, it really... It was embarrassing. Nobody saw The one with the I little fell. chain? You fell at yeah. the event for that? Yeah. I fell. Okay. I, you know, nobody saw. You know why? 
it's because they're making a bajillion flankers of Daisy. So all these other and ones. Yeah, they hit it with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, say, see you later. See you later, Olola. See you later, Decadence. But these gift packs of Marc Jacobs, Olola, like are on eBay. I'm not saying go buy them. I'm just saying this as, as, as somebody who's interested in beauty and fragrance, this is fascinating to see what I thought was such a beautiful sculptural, like the campaign was cool, Dakota Fanning. Like I love that he's like working with her. He's always doing cool stuff with her. It almost looked like a peony on top. And I remember it was made of like red and pink plastic sheets. Mm. Yes. And it was the first time a cap was like flexible. It wasn't a exactly. hard sculpture. It had like a flexible pedal to it, which must have cost. If you think about cost of goods, now that we know how the beauty industry works, oh yes. my God, that bottle. It's a sculpture. <sighs> right. And it's now just like chilling out on eBay. What about this one? The one with the honeybee? Remember this one with the honeybee? Okay, I'm being honest. You should probably like scoop up a couple of those like before they're really expensive. <laughs> I know this is like this is what I'm saying. Like he he did so much interesting stuff. I'm saying he like Mark Jacobs. He did so much cool stuff, and it's all like where did it go? You know, it's probably in a file cabinet in the Hearst Tower from our jobs. Love the last fifteen. I, some I just left them there. A whole bunch of vintage perfumes that are probably idiots. Worth, yeah, idiots. I don't want to encourage hoarding. But <laughs> if there are favorite fragrances that you have seen got discontinued, it would be my recommendation to purchase while you can. That's all. This is okay. If there's ever been a show that made me, as somebody who has not paid a lot of money for beauty products in the past 20 years, want to buy, this episode has made me want to shop. Like I've been shopping, like window shopping this whole episode. Sorry. <laughs> I've had like seven tabs open. I'm honored that I have sparked an obsession. But it's out of appreciation. It's like, this is like, the, I think it's crazy that like the most incredible products are like, it's just to see what has been like, kind of like, nope, didn't work, you know? And now it's on the second secondary market. Is that what you call it? Yeah. I don't know what that market's called. It's it's okay. Yes. No, it's been excellent going down the memory lane with you. We do have a fat mascara five for you. We did a little different for you because you're getting a quiz here, Liz. Your work, you're often like taking the bottle and then painting a scene with it. So uh, we have a couple scenes from New York for you and we want to know what fragrance you think go with them. First up, the back of a black town car. What does that smell like? What fragrance bottle or what fragrance? I would say Tuxedo by YSL. Really good. It's from their Privé whatever collection. Oh, yeah. The the slightly schmancier. Okay. What about Central Park in the spring? Oh, Lovely by Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> I knew you'd be good at this. Okay. Coney Island in the summer. This could go a lot of ways, Coney Island in the summer. Oh, my God. What smells like a hot dog? <laughs> Skinceutical CE for Rulick. Oh, oh my God, one hundred percent like a vitamin C serum. <laughs> a vitamin C serum. I'll allow it. I mean, I'll allow it. You want to go there? I'm going. I'm going that direction. <laughs> okay. What about a club in Bushwick at two a.m.? Take us there. What does it smell like? Ew. Okay. Well, honestly, it probably smells like Le Labo. <laughs> Still, probably you're right. You're right. Or you're Dia, right. Or Dia at this point. Oh yeah yeah yeah. There might be some portrait of a lady floating around there too. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's always like a cool girl out in the town with portrait of a lady. Yes, definitely. All right, last one. The coziest bed you can imagine right before you go to sleep. Could be your bed. Could be another bed. Oh my gosh. I mean, I want it to smell like a Victorian manor in an ivy garden. So I think maybe right now Orpheon by Datique. It's powdery. It's lovely. Oh, uh, totally. I like where you took that. All right. Well, we gotta. We all got to go shopping. But first, we're going to go all follow Base Note Bitch on Instagram. And Elizabeth Renstrom, photographer, artist, collector, thank you so much for coming on Fat Mascara. Thank you guys for having me. It's, it's a dream. It's a beauty dream. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. 
If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's highest hair is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off.